Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm sitting here with Ben Hunter and today our guest is Francis Whiting. Welcome, Francis. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. Francis, you brought in this beautiful book, the best kind of beautiful. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Um, thank you. Uh, so the best kind of beautiful is, um, I guess, pretty multi-layered, but at its core, I think it's about um, the way in which that we all hide particular parts of ourselves um, for various reasons. I don't think there's a human being on the planet that doesn't do that. Um, but beyond that, I have a quite firm belief that that's the actual part of us that's probably the most beautiful part. Well said. I'm very profound. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, the book's actually really funny. Yeah, it is in parts. I hope so. <laughs> it really is. Thank you. Um, can you introduce us to the St. Clair Swingers? Certainly. I love this family and I want to hear each of them by name in full because the names are just outrageous and wonderful. Thank you. Um, okay, so the St. Clairs, it's funny, you know, um, I want to um, preface this by saying I really do love my family. <laughs> but I think that when you're an author, you kind of – sometimes one of the nice things is, is that you get to invent people in places that maybe you would like to be a part of. <laughs> so for me, I wish I was in the St. Clair family because they're very vivid and they're very loving and they do everything hard. You know, they play hard and they love hard. Um, so they're a family of musicians. They're pretty well known in Australia. Um, there's a father, Lucas St. Clair, who's a sort of legendary jazz man, very charismatic. Uh, there's Amanda, the wife, um, known as Lamanda to her children, which is a contraction of La Amanda, which is what a music magazine once called her. She's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, there's... Uh, Florence, who is a very reluctant child star and, and member of that family. And she's a, a, a person who becomes well-known at a young age because she is a St. Clair. Mm. But on reaching puberty, she's increasingly uncomfortable in her own skin, as we all are in puberty, but it, I should imagine it's much harder when you're in the spotlight. Mm. And then there's Isolde, her sister, who I think is described as a kinetic stick insect. <laughs> so she's a very interesting girl. She literally never stops moving. Um, and I, she's probably my favourite of the family because she... I think she, you can tell. Yeah, can you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she she's just kind of wanders in and out of life kind of quite haphazardly. Uh, and then there's Puck, uh, who's the youngest um, St. Clair, and he's a drummer in the band. And uh, he literally never stops drumming. Puck's my favourite. Oh, is he? Great. <laughs> That's good. Um, the, the, this idea of the musical family, mm. you've just completely dived into it mm. um, and you just relish every bit of it. Uh, did you come from a musical family at all or was no, this pure invention? No, pure invention. And I think that's what I was saying. Sometimes as an author you do get to just experiment a little mm. with maybe lives you'd like. As a kid I was always really attracted to very creative people. And in our neighbourhood, it's funny, I think writers are like bowerbirds. You just pick up little things here and there. There was a family across the road that were quite musical and as a kid, I remember I used to go there and they'd be singing in a room or the mother would be playing the piano. And I think that just I found that very attractive. Mm. 
think a lot of people do. Yeah. So Florence is our, our main. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she has half an eye on Albert. She does. Albert Flowers. Yes. Now, Florence is described as a prickly pear. Yeah, very. This is a sweet inside, but uh, there's prickles on the outside. Yep. If uh, if Albert could be an organic oh, flower, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how would you describe Albert? I would say he is. I'm trying to think of a plant that would describe this because he is really someone that the outside is very different to the inside. So I think what he shows on the outside is one thing, but his real beauty is inside. So I'm going to say he is like a orchid of some sort because quite often it's the throat of an orchid that's really beautiful. It's quite vivid. Mm. So I'm going to say he'd be an orchid. A rare one. <laughs> yeah, a rare orchid. Um, as I said, this is hilarious. Um, Santa was a jazz cat, I think is the... <laughs> I the, really want to hear that song. <laughs> it's the worst song I've never heard. Yeah, it is so bad. <laughs> what, how, how did you get to Santa was a jazz band? Oh. Did you scratch your head for hours trying to think of the worst possible, best possible Christmas sing-along? You know, it, I'm, I don't know whether I'm proud to say or ashamed to say it actually came really quickly oh, <laughs> in about well 10 done. seconds. Embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, you know, I was thinking about... Um, Every Christmas, more so in Britain, they seem to have this number one song in the Christmas charts. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's a bit of a novelty song. So I just kind of had that in the back of my mind. It does something completely wacky to it's popular so music. Yeah. yeah. Christmas I'm just thinking songs. of that scene from Love Actually with the, if you really love Christmas, come on and yeah, let exa- it. Yeah, that kind of, that's actually exactly the sort of vibe I was kind of a bit uh, schmaltzy, a bit cheesy. Something about Christmas songs. They're, about either, Christmas. they're either uncomfortably sexy or uncomfortably sad. And they never seem to encapsulate no. Christmas. And I think Santa was a jazz cat falls very neatly into mm. that character. <laughs> and then there's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is yeah, You, just in right. its own that's, category. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, the title, The Best Kind of Beautiful. Mm. It's a phrase that um, appears early in the novel. I just mm. love it. Can you talk to Thank that a little you, bit? Um, look, I really struggled with the title, to be honest. Um, originally the title was going to be Santa was a jazz cat. But there was a feeling that that was almost a little bit too quirky and people, you know, what does that even mean? Really nothing, I suppose. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, I just was trying to think of um, all different titles. I was trying to get a title that kind of encompassed musicality. Um, so at one stage it was actually called Sway. Um, but... I ended up going with the best kind of beautiful because I think what I alluded to earlier, I just think that we all really often hide the most beautiful part of ourselves, which is always, I think, the the vulnerable part of ourselves. I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of beauty and vulnerability. And, um, you know, when people show you that in, in a relationship, it's a very, very powerful moment if someone shows you who they are. So that was where I came up with that idea that that was the best kind of beautiful but in the book it also says um that another kind of sub meaning to it is the people who are almost beautiful and the yeah. reason i did that was because um we're really fed more and more um this diet of what it is to be beautiful this cookie cutter kind of 
idea, um, particularly for women, and I have a daughter and I'm really mindful of it, um, this idea of, you know, there's a certain look and it's 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 very um, – well, I guess it's it's not real. It's not real. It's the hair extensions and the – the, t- the fake tan and, and this and that. Um, but most of us don't look like that. No. Um, and I think Albert says she was the best kind of beautiful, the almost kind. And what I'm alluding to there is that, you know, if you don't have the symmetrical face, if you're a bit wonky looking, if you're a bit quirky looking, if you've got maybe one thing about you that's beautiful, maybe you have great eyes, maybe you have a beautiful neck. Um, you know, really, that that can be the best kind of beautiful also. Yeah, that's totally true. It's authentic. Yes. Um, and, you know, the, the friction of this novel, you know, in terms of romance, <laughs> uh, it all happens in a workplace. Mm. And I, it's a strange workplace. It's a very strange workplace. <laughs> they plant dreams. <laughs> or do they? The... The, the the idea of the mask that we wear mm. and the, these two people that I think are perfect for each other mm. in, a, in a wild way uh, are just hidden in plain view and it's all behind this mask and we're so, you know, in this sort of modern economy we're spending more and more and more hours in the workplace, in yes. the office and we, we're wearing these masks and the people that we spend so, so, much, so, much, much, so much of our lives with they don't get to see the real us. That's just, it's really wild. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's workplaces all over the country, all over the world. Work, particularly office work, it's a huge chunk of people's lives. Um, and we do all, I think, don a certain mask when we leave our house, get in our car, walk to work, whatever. When you walk through that door, you are not necessarily the person you are at home. No, not at all. And then when the two worlds mix, it's just this strange feeling of vulnerability again. It's coming back to that idea. And that kind of happens for Florence a little bit. Yeah, it does. And, um, you know, if you have a, a great work friend, it's a really good thing because we spend so much time there. If you do find someone at work who gets you, um, we all know, those of us who've had that, what a gift that is. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Tell us a bit about you. You're a very long-serving yeah. person in the Career Mail <laughs> yeah. Bureau. You've sort of risen the ranks to become a columnist. How yeah. have you managed to get there? And then what has been the transition to fiction? How mm. did that come into your life? Um, I've been a journalist for 23 years. Um, I am a columnist. So I've had a column in the Sunday Mail in Queensland for 23 years. Wow. Um, it's apparently the longest running continuous column in Australia. Wow. Congratulations. I, oh, thank you. I, 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 I've never had that actually checked, so I always say apparently because... <laughs> Who needs fact-checking? There'll, there'll be someone that will say, that will say no, you're not. Um, and I guess how I've got there is that I love writing. So I, I write mostly features, so, you know, long form. So 2,000 to 4,000 words in the magazine. Mm. So that's, you know, I was an absolutely shocking hard news journalist, the worst. I was terrible at it. So they gave you some work They out. said, this girl, she writes way too, you know, because hard news is very short, you yep. know, you've got to, it's just the facts. 
whereas I would, of course, always embellish. <laughs> and eventually they were just like, really, just give her features. <laughs> she writes a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I really, I guess I love it because I get to write every day and I think in terms of book writing, it's been really good practice for me because, you know, the brain is a muscle and, and, and just that every day, I think it's stood me in quite good stead for mm. writing books. Mm. And you get to great. Yeah, and you get to involve yourself in the stories of all these people who you might never have met or talked to or heard about. That's right, mm. that's right. I think um, journalism is a real privilege and I'm really mindful of that. So I take my work really seriously and um, I try very hard to be um, factual and honest and I'm quite often writing people's life stories. So you've got to I, – mm. I, I feel very um, – I understand that they are giving me their utmost trust. Who have been some of the highlights that you've covered? Um, look, I've been very fortunate. Um I've interviewed extremely famous people, like, say, the late Robin Williams, um, you know, prime ministers. But in all, in all honesty, the, the, the people who stay with you are often not the ones who are well-known. So there's a little oh, – well, she's a big girl now, Sophie Delazio, who um, is a oh, wow. New South Wales um, person. And it's a long story, but many years ago when she was a little girl, a car – drove into her kindergarten and she was only three or four at the time and she was just really badly injured and it was just one of those times when a rare time really when Australia it felt like the whole nation was kind of holding its collective breath for this little girl wow. for her to pull yeah. through and, and she did and then about three years later she was crossing the road at school and um, she was hit by a car. And um, again, you could not believe that, that something could happen to this same child twice, but she pulled through that. And one of my most memorable interviews was flying down here to meet Sophie and her mother, Caroline. This was going back maybe 10 years now. And I just remember being astounded at their house because it was just full of joy and great optimism. And... Um, that is an interview that always sticks with me because I think it changed me a little bit, to tell you the truth. It changed my attitude a little bit. That's really cool. Mm. Will you continue writing with novels? So you, this is your second. It's yes. taken some time between the two. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time I between think the family drinks. grew. Yeah, yeah. Um, Six years it took me for his counting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we look forward to more books from you. Thank you so much. Thank you both very much. Absolutely. Um, thank you for coming in. And you can buy a copy of The Best Kind of Beautiful by Francis Whiting at booktopia.com.au. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.